Hey, Peter. Hey, Adam. Are you writing down everything I'm saying here? Yes. Yes. I'm digitally writing it down. Click, 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 click. 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 I'm Adam Annis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear Podcast. Daily jazz advice and dictographs from Peter Martin. <laughs> dictographs. You know, you know Careful. Careful. Is? Hey. <laughs> hey now. Careful now. Uh, that was like, you know, boom, boom, boom. Why what do we... you know about, okay, you probably heard of a telegram yeah, a little sure. before your time. Sure. What do you know about, there was something else. Wait, a telegram wasn't before your time? How old are you, man? <laughs> no, I got, well, I didn't get one, but I remember having, I might still have it somewhere, like a telegram from... Like when I was born, that my I don't know if that was possible. Someone was, sent a telegram that I you think were like born. My grandmother in Europe sent a telegram to my mom or dad or something like congratulations on the little telegram from Mrs. Martin. <laughs> wow, I could be making that up, but I remember seeing a telegram. Maybe that was for my mom actually for her birth. Who Ooh. knows? Uh, uh, why are we talking about telegrams? Today? I don't know because of the do, 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 do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were just talking about of the dictograph. Yeah, right. Um, no, what are we talking about today? This so is exciting. Today, we're talking about a handwritten note that was written by Steve Lacey, but written uh, from the mouth of the words and mouth the words and mouth of Thelonious directly Monk. handed down like tablets that Moses handed from up, up high, right? I'm not sure the full story on this. I bet somebody knows the full story on this, right? But we had um, we had a question about this. And now I lost it. But it was basically, oh, yeah, that's right. Henry from Whittier, yep. California. Okay. And I know you always call me Whittier than you. Okay. I don't know if that's related to this. Okay, anyway. But he just wanted to know if we knew about this um, and if we could kind of talk about it. And so I, we've both seen this, but I hadn't seen it in a while, so it was fun to kind of go back through it. And I thought we could just sort of go through and look at some of these things and give our take on them. Yeah, you know, every time this is posted somewhere or shared, I tend to read it all because I – play a lot better when I do these things. I know. Things, I know. It's kind of like, oh, I've seen it before, but wait, let me see that again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but basically, we'll, we'll put a link below here. It's been widely passed around, but it's sort of a picture of a notebook that, um, from what I understand, Steve Lacey, great saxophonist and played with Monk back in the late 50s and then great interpreter of his music, kind of a direct lineage to his whole thought um, uh, process about music. He wrote down this advice, I like, guess, at a rehearsal or something from Monk. And it really kind of makes sense. It's cool, like, when you see it, you, you can look along as, as we're going through this, sort of how he crossed some things out and put arrows and stuff. So it says 1960, too. I never noticed that. T. Hmm. Monk's advice, 1960. Well, he said T. Monk. Are we sure this is Thelonious Monk? It could have just been, like, Teddy Monk, some dude. <laughs> Tom from, Monk. Tom Monk, some random dude. No, we think it's Thelonious Monk. So should we jump right in? Let's do it. Okay. So number one, <laughs> are there seven things here? No. No. Just because you're not a drummer doesn't mean that you don't have to keep time. Mic drop. Oh, the <laughs> angels sing. Oh, man. And the angels sing. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, yeah, exactly. We all know this, but what a great thing to have at the beginning of the list. That's per I mean, it's just perfect. That, that yeah. says it all. You, you are responsible for time. You're as, as responsible for the time as the drummer is. Don't think any different. Yeah, and I like the underlying drummer and keep time. And I think the, the, the kind of corollary to this or the inverse is that a drummer's responsibility is not to only keep time. That's right. Right. For sure. Kind of added that in. Uh, the second one kind of goes along with this, but it also kind of goes along with an episode we did a couple weeks ago about keeping the form and, and how to keep the form. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, it's pat your foot and sing the melody in your head when you play. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. I mean, that's I, that's exactly kind of what we said. I I am a convert to patting my foot. I've yeah. been patting the heck out of my foot lately, and I love it. Yeah, pat your foot <laughs> and sing. Yeah, I mean, so and I love like Monk's advice. Everybody thought he was so esoteric with like his music and yeah. him in interviews and stuff. I love how like this is like the most tact tactical advice and it's like specifically what sure. to do yeah no it's really. not like think about a beautiful meadow as you know no not at all it's like, it's like telling your foot <laughs> and think about the melody yeah oh that's good uh the next one is stop playing all those Woo! weird notes all that bs yeah uh play mm -hmm. the melody and the melody is underlined yeah <laughs> right and that bs is kind of like added in yeah as a arrow. yeah yeah yeah, and weird, and that's so great because everybody accused Monk of playing a bunch of weird notes. So that kind of told you where he was at. With For that. sure. Yeah. All right, the next one is one I think about almost every day. Make the drummer sound good. This is the greatest advice I've ever read. <laughs> no, when I read that, I was like, "What? Make the drummer sound good? I gotta good? do that. <laughs> I want to sound good." But when it's called the Adam Manis trio, <laughs> sir. No, but when you make the drummer sound good. Everything sounds better, right? You and you play it's just more in the pocket. Like That's because everything sounds better because the drummer buys you drinks, and then everything's more relaxed. Well, think about what that means to make the drummer sound good. That means that you are locked into the groove with the drummer, and that means that you are usually playing in a balanced way with the rest of the rhythm section, right? right? So if the drummer is playing super busy, if I'm going to make him sound good, I'm not going to try to play over that, right? You know, I'm not going to try to like outplay them. I'm going to really be with them and make yeah. them sound better. And then we all sound great. And then before you know it, drummer's buying you drinks. Exactly. What I love it too, make the drummer sound good, because we think about the drummer as being the ultimate accompaniment, accompanist and supportive character yeah. in a typical kind of jazz band. But it's like, no, make them sound good. For like sure. everyone wants the drummer and grill. Great drummers make everybody sound great. I mean, that's part of their, their gig. Yeah. But let's flip it around. This is great. You know what? Let's can I just make a suggestion here? <laughs> Yes. Can we don't usually do this, but I think this could be a two parter. Let's take our time. Are we going with this. I want to take our time. I don't want to try to rush ask, through these. Can we ask Andrew K. Our producer? important. Andrew, can we do a two parter on this? We're going. He okay, said thumbs right, up. Right. We're going two parter. We're going two parter. Okay. So let's do. You'll a, hear it. Let's do. Oh, no, we'll do a little more first. Uh, okay. Yeah. Now let's do another four or five because these are just every single one of these is like gold. It's like he had his own daily podcast. I know. I know. <laughs> Why? <laughs> exactly. Right. Um, okay. Next, and I don't totally understand this. I think I do though. Um, discrimination is important. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> now, does that mean, I, mean, I think I know what it means. Tell me if I'm wrong here, the way I'm interpreting this. We have to discriminate what we're listening to, what we're playing, what we're responding to in a band situation, right? That's important. Not to just play everything. We have to discriminate what we're going to play, what we're going to listen to, what we're going to link up with, what yeah. elements of the music we're going to deal with at any particular time. That's interesting. That's an interesting interpretation. That's not how I, I was more looking at it just as a sort of quality control. Mm. You know, that um, I mean, this is something that I've learned being around you, too, is that if if you really want to take it to the highest level, you have to be hard on the details. You have to get the details correct and you have to. Pay attention to them. Oh, uh, that's what I okay. think he means. But I, I like I like your version better. Actually, no, 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 I like that one. I mean, I just so glad it wasn't like discriminating against people is important. I would, I would <laughs> yeah. feel really bad yeah, about that. that would be okay, the next one is you've got to dig it to dig it. You dig. You know what that means to me? No, nothing. Listen. Oh, listen. That actually, <laughs> yeah. Number number one. Listen, absolutely. You've got to dig now. Dig it is sort of a term that we don't use as much because it's so hipstered up. But um, I mean, I can imagine. 
I mean, I, I know what it means. Or it you could mean it. something we've talked about here, which is don't play anything you don't want to play. Exactly. Don't play something just because someone said you should play that. Yeah. Play, play what you want to play. Play your sound. Play what you like. You yeah. got to dig it to dig it. You dig? You dig? Come right. on. Now, this next one I think you should take because I know you have a, a deep understanding and concept on this one. Yeah. Uh, the next one is all right. <laughs> That's it. No explanation. No discrimination necessary don't worry about on that. It. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Could somebody hit us up in the comments with uh, what the heck that means? I'll I mean, read. some of these are Was very Was that Monk esoteric. messing with Steve Lacey? Some maybe? of these, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, now, this one I think I kind of understand. I remember kind of uh, connecting with this at a young age when I first read this. All, and you got to look at the, check out the link so you can see the handwriting on here. It's important. Always know, dot, 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 mm. and then parentheses, Monk, with kind of a semicircle almost with an arrow mm. on it. Mm-hmm. Um don't know what that means actually i was trying to <laughs> no but i think always know always know what the time is always know what the form is always know what the melody while you're tapping the foot you know to me monk is so misunderstood as a musician and composer because y- you almost have to be like in this day and age you know active listening and but at the same time, like really tapping your foot and getting into the groove, like where all your senses are, are just concentrating on one thing. Monk's music and Monk's playing really, um, really rewards that kind of listening. Mm. And that's very hard for people now because everything is so scattered and everybody's brain is so scattered. But I think that that kind of goes along. I don't know if that explains what this says, but that's how I've always felt about Monk's music and why I connected with it from the beginning and it's not about like oh you have to be a scientist or a musicologist to enjoy it you don't there's so much humanity in this music so much groove and all those kind of things as well all right this next one it must be always night otherwise they wouldn't need the lights i think that was just a poem that monk wrote on the spot <laughs> he was definitely messing with steve lacy yeah, sure. or he handed him a doobie at this point of but the, the <laughs> next one is i think is great let's yeah. lift the bandstand double exclamation woo, points woo, woo. right because so the context is, is they were playing together, right? And he yeah. was, he was, so this was sort of notes of what they wanted to do. Yeah. Let's lift. He really wanted the energy. You know, he really wanted. The recording I remember with Steve Lacey, and I'm, and I'm sure he was on other ones, and forgive me for not being prepared with this, but is that, have you ever heard the Live at Town Hall with the mini big band? Yeah, yeah. Steve Lacey's on that. He's young there. Wow, He's young cool. there. I don't know. And I actually, if this is 1960, if that's true, that must have been right around that time, I believe. This next one is great and just good for life in general. <laughs> Avoid the hecklers. Exactly. Yeah. And I like, I mean, this is 1960, so what this is in, in modern parlance is avoid the haters. Yeah, don't go into the YouTube comments too deep. <laughs> oh, except for ours. Except for ours, ours which we go into <laughs> on the regular. Yeah. All right, let's do a couple more, and then we'll uh, we'll cut it off, and we'll come back tomorrow. This we is great, We can go to the bottom man. of the first page. That's that would make sense. Yeah, let's go to the bottom of the first page. Okay. Perfect, perfect. Don't play the piano part. I'm playing that. <laughs> Don't listen to me. I'm supposed to be accompanying you. That's so great. Oh, this is so... I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, Monk was so matter-of-fact and tactical with this stuff. You know, it's I'm st- a young Steve Lacey was probably waiting for these, like, pearls of wisdom that, you know... This is so obvious, and it is a pearl of wisdom. Yeah. Don't play the piano part, he said <laughs> to the saxophonist. Like, but I'm thinking of what would a saxophonist do to play the piano part. Would yeah. that be like marking the form or playing, outlining you, the chords too yeah, much? Yeah, and just not leaving space, too. Just not leaving space. Like accompanying yourself. You right, know, right, 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 right. Yeah. Wow, that's great. Yeah. Uh, okay, this last one is... But also the part, don't listen to me, I'm supposed to be accompanying you. That I've always really resonated with me because I'm like some people you comp behind 
And they're, I mean, there's nothing wrong with interacting and stuff, but sometimes it's like, let me be support, like, listen to the way that I'm accompanying. If it's in a way that it's for you to soar, yeah. like you have to know your role. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't try to be so, dem- and maybe he was being so demure and like, oh, let me d- defer to you. And Monk is like, no, I'm accompanying you, you solo. This is great, man. Yeah. This is kind of like, that kind of piggybacks this idea that we did uh, last week on uh, that Nicholas Payton Instagram post. Mm. It was really, really yep. interesting. That was brilliant. All right, so the last one we'll do today, and this one has become classic, um, yeah. and, and also one that I think about all the time. The inside of the tune, the bridge, yep. is the part that makes the outside sound good. Yeah. This is so... This could be so game-changing if exactly. you don't do this already. Yeah. Use the bridge yep. as a place yep. to build tension as a place to jump off of for the other parts of the tune. And I really connect this with that always know earlier, always know the form. Yeah. Know the form, you know. And I think it's interesting because if you take away what's in the parentheses, the inside of the tune is the part that makes the outside sound good. Right. That's the type of thing Monk probably said and people are like, oh my God, he's crazy. What the hell is he talking about? The, the Oreo cookie? What is he? But then when you understand the bridge and maybe Steve Lacey, I'm projecting here, but maybe he added that just to make it clear. It's like, no, he was being very clear about the form of the tune, you know, and understanding that and using it um, as a tension point and really, you know, understanding the structure. Just understanding that 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 contrast between those yeah. two, between the inner and the out. I love the idea of the inner and the outer, too. Yeah. For just me, starting to think about like that is a game changer. And this is so cool just to hear the way he visualizes, you know, he obviously is a very visual person, the way he thinks about yep. these these things and he organizes thoughts. Yep. Well, this is great. Well, speaking of always know, do you know what day it is? It, oh, wait, it's hump day. It is hump day. Uh, okay, see, now we're starting to get lined Bam. up. With, dude, this is three weeks in a row. I've nailed it. You have nailed Today's it. hump day, so we can we do a hump day special? Yeah, let's do it. Should we act like we didn't plan this? Oh, we didn't plan it. Okay. Okay, so the hump day special today is, and look, I'm literally making this up as we go. Well, we talked about the new CD. I have a new CD out, Open Studio Records, Homero Lobombo, Peter Martin duo, live in Tokyo, a little thing we did, recorded last end of last year, and it's just been released last week, this week. It's this beautiful, week. man. I listened to it a couple of days ago, all the way through, unbelievable. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. I haven't really listened to it, because I don't listen to my stuff a lot, but I, I've heard uh, it. I mean, it's, you guys are right. No, it's fun. It's we fun. always have fun playing with Romero, but it's a lot of... Some New Orleans stuff, some Brazilian stuff, a lot of jazz stuff. And uh, what we want to do is, if you buy any course today, are we doing this? As a t- yeah, it's going to be today. So until 3 a.m., mm-hmm. which is when the next episode drops, um, you can get a free CD. So any course by purchased, at this can be all access pass, anything, even a pack. We'll even accept a pack, whatever. Buy a course today, regular price. And um, if you want the CD, forward your receipt to... Andrew at OpenStudioNetwork.com. Can we do that, Andrew? We're doing it. So forward your receipt and just put, like, you know, free CD in the subject line, and we will ship out free CD. Is that going to work? Are we good? We're good. Hump Day. Hump Day CD. So um, check that out. Any course, free CD. And until tomorrow, you'll hear it.